0: California has the largest population in the United States and the site of some of the most famous true crime cases in history. But there's more than meets the eye to the crime in California. Join Sean, Jessica, and Charles on the California True Crime Podcast as they cover crime both infamous and overlooked from around our state while looking at the deeper history that goes beyond beaches and movie stars.
1: two types of people to be able to watch that a sadist would probably enjoy it or a cold-hearted individual for whom killing was no big deal
0: Five, four, three. Hey
2: everybody, this is Danielle.
0: And this is Daniel,
2: And I'm going to Metallica tomorrow. Ooh, and we are Hoosier Homicide. The true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers
3: or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is.
0: Welcome. We're just going to do the entire episode with Master of Puppets playing in the background.
3: Nice. Wow. While we nod along. Visual medium.
2: We're all nodding.
0: <laughs> Anyways.
2: Anyways. Anyways, we're here. Yes. We're here. We're ready to do this. I think. Yeah, probably.
3: It took a minute to get going. Why did it take a minute, Daniel?
0: Because I let a three-year-old talk me into putting up a new aquarium today.
3: You you fixed your tank. She said that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She started on me last night. I went. I got a new tank. Uh-huh. My other one in there is not sitting. Was not sitting. Um, level. Help me out. Yeah. Level. Sorry. Wow. It's been one of those days. So, anyways, the and the surface, the little table I have it on, I is not meant to hold that much weight for that long, and I could see it. It's it was starting to bow. So the aquarium was starting to sink. So I had to go get something different. So.
3: And then she decided he was going to put it together today. Yeah, because wow. I literally
0: was not going to do it until next week or.
3: And then she lost interest
2: and left. Yep. <gasps> and I had already started. There was no turning back. And crying. part of this is
0: mixing in sand and rock and stuff from the other aquarium. So...
2: Wow, I can't believe she made you did it and then bailed. And then she told me my butt stinked. <laughs> you took a shower because your butt stinked. <laughs> I guess that.
3: Yes, I mean, thank I you. guess,
2: yeah. She wasn't wrong. No, I, I guess. guess not. No, <laughs> we all get to that point, you know. I was to that point. Yeah. yeah. Were you past that point? No, I was never past that. Okay, point. never.
0: Well, maybe that's your opinion of it.
2: Ooh, wah, wah. she's the one that you know. She's around you the most. It's her problem, not mine. <laughs> She's gonna go to school and be like, my mommy's butt stinks. And they're like, You're only the fifth kid to say that this morning.
0: <laughs> I wonder what the most wild thing they've heard. I
3: would like to know.
0: That's not obscene, just yeah. like it's it, you know, maybe it's borderline, but I have a feeling they wouldn't like her saying but.
3: Or I see dead people. She said that the one time <laughs> at the funeral home or the mortuary place. I don't know what you call it. Where you buy your headstones. She Why'd said. she say that? Because I said it one time when we were driving in the car at the cemetery. And I was like, I see dead people. Because it's the goddamn <laughs> movie, you know. And then she gets in and tells that to the lady, the receptionist there. She goes, I see dead people. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I
2: was like, you would have thought I asked her to say that. And I didn't. But I kind of wish I had now. <laughs> She's like, I don't need you. She knows She knows when. Ugh. Um, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody on th- uh, Friday. Is it good? I loved it, yeah.
0: I want to see it. We just
2: I was thinking haven't about had the time. I might I might buy it, honestly. You do that. Well, you waiting. buy it. I know. I really liked it. And that was one of those things where I was like, god, you just don't even realize how many songs that Queen has that you you know. You know so many you know, without even knowing. I didn't
0: know this until recently, but Queen was not all that popular in the United States until after it was really Wayne's world. Wayne's World. Wayne's because World. Bone, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, had kind of got lost in the shuffle of things. And then when they played that for Wayne's World, that's really what
3: and he fought put for it that. over the
0: top. Yeah. They wanted him to use oh. Welcome to the Jungle.
2: Really? Yes. And Mike Myers, Mike Myers. Who's in the movie, actually? Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is hilarious because you're like, That's him, but that's he, not I think him. he threatened mm-hmm. to quit. And mm-hmm. it
0: was like the last thing they filmed or but something.
2: Garth
3: didn't know the words though. <laughs> the guy was like, I don't know. So the when words. he
0: looks like he when he looks like he's just kinda like moving his mouth randomly, it's because he is moving his mouth randomly.
2: So in the movie they basically want that to be their their single mm. of their album. And yeah. the producer's like, uh no. And they're like, Fuck you, we're going. Fuck you, man. <laughs> and they were like, Nobody's gonna put a six minute song on the radio <laughs> <laughs> It went just like that. So yeah, it was good. I recommend. And also they're doing an Elton John one that's coming yeah out. we saw the preview for that i watched that so i'm like i'm here for it i'm here for these uh rock of ages movies good way to put it i don't know mm-hmm. what to call it i didn't i don't know i well, enjoy them yeah They're,
0: did you say the one about john already
2: she yeah did. Oh, i was just saying that they are com- <laughs> yes is it out
0: yeah but no no but you saw the kid that's playing them yes uh, oh my gosh I, huh
2: taron egerton yes i think that's how you say it i have no idea
0: what all has he been in
2: uh, the Kingsman. Did you ever
0: see Eddie the Eagle? He's no, in, but he's I know in what that you're talking about. That's Really good. I
2: should movie. watch that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in Kingsman,
0: and he has a really. Uh...
2: All right, okay. they should make more. Okay, I'll tell them. They should make one about the Beach Boys. <laughs> They're too know, busy making know. the Bachelor. They
0: made one about um, uh, the the one that was schizophrenic.
2: What? What?
0: Yeah, right. boy.
3: Boy. <laughs> it's
2: just, I, I can't think of hang on. Oh boy. Oh boy. Now it's gonna bother me. This should make one. Brian out.
0: Wilson. God. He was schizophrenic? Bless it. Yes. Damn. And they kinda they tried to keep him sick because when he when he would start seeing things and imagining shit, I think is really when he wrote well.
3: Me too. So <laughs> similar to copying and pasting, which I did do for this episode.
2: It's every episode, yeah? Mm-hmm.
3: There's no transition. We're gonna start it. Alright. Because we're starting like but most I blame of this Carla. Okay, came then. from most of this came from mental floss and then murderpedia. Maybe some Wikipedia. All the pedias. All of them. All the way. Not okay. the Encyclopedia. Okay, we ready? hmm You're here for it? You have to act positive and upbeat to win the bachelor. I am just
2: so happy to be here.
3: Never confrontation. We should start it. All right. Immediately. Neighbors began mourning the tragedy. Belle Gunnis. A
0: lonely uh,
3: Widow. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, you should have told me this was the one you were doing. Why? I'd have told you we should start at like four o'clock.
3: <laughs> uh, my favorite murder, when they were here like in 2017, and we went to the Egyptian room. Mm-hmm. They covered Belle Gunnis and Herb Baumeister. We've already done Herb. Yep. So everyone has done Belle Gunness because it's old and interesting. And it's a woman. She is a woman, I think.
2: Do you know this one? Not really. I, I mean, was going to say, name, I but... was like,
3: everyone knows this except for Carla.
2: Okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm busy doing other stuff. Like what? Watching TV. Watching TV.
3: <laughs> Belle Gunnis, a lonely widow who had spent years fruitlessly looking for love, had died surrounded by her children in a horrendous fire. As the town mourned, a man named Asel Heigelin. there we go. They're Norwegian. Walked into the Laporte Sheriff's office. He had heard about the blaze and was deeply worried. Months earlier, his brother Andrew Higelin had come to Laporte with the intention of moving in with Mrs. Gunnis. He hadn't heard from his brother since. Where is Laporte, Indiana? Around?
0: Nope, it doesn't. North. Happen. Way north.
2: North, way north. Bye.
0: It's almost up to Lake Michigan. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's between South Bend and Gary. So there you go.
3: Yep. Closer to Chicago. Right. Mm, Then what? Central Indianapolis.
0: Uh, Yes. Yeah, Yeah. because it is. It's pinned between between Gary and South Bend, or Chicago and South Bend. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) By all outward appearances, Belle Gunnis had a hard lot in life. The youngest of eight children, born on November 11th, 1859, on a farm in Norway, she immigrated to the United States in 1881 and settled in Chicago. Belle was a hardy woman by the age of 22, standing six feet tall and at least 250 pounds. Jesus Christ.
0: Built like a brick shit shithouse.
3: Mm-hmm. Her figure, though, was enticing to her first husband, Mads Anton Sorensen. M-A-D-S. Mads.
2: Anton. You know what the Mads is? <laughs> no. Morning after drinking shits.
3: <laughs> no, but I have experienced that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> Let me get it. Write that down on something. <laughs> Two of their four children never lived past infancy, their deaths being ruled the result of acute colitis, which I think is intestinal problems.
2: Do we know? Mm. Yes, I think so.
3: Yeah. Some saw it strange, though, that infants would have life insurance policies taking out on them. Hmm, that's weird, but okay.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, you never know when you need to replace their uh, income.
3: Right, right. In 1895, their unsuccessful candy store burned to the ground. How does candy store,
2: like, how are you unsuccessful? They probably didn't sell Pichios. Come on. Pichios. Everybody loves Pichios. I was like, nothing was going on. In if you're having, 1890s, a, if you're gonna own a candy store, you have to have the uncommon candy that everybody wants, like bunch of crunch. Bunch of crunch sounds
3: so good right now. But it's like, think about it: kids ain't got fucking nothing else to do but buy candy. What other games are there? You kick rocks. Yeah, yeah, and eat candy. <laughs> Five years later, they adopted a ten-year-old girl named Jenny Olson, and then one of their homes burnt down
2: as well. To fire she should stay away from matches my god
3: by 1900 mads mysteriously died of what was ruled to be heart failure
2: he mysteriously died of the mads of
3: the mads <laughs> mysteriously he died on the same day that both of his insurance policies happened to overlap
2: well that's just a coincidence
0: oh, oh. man <laughs>
3: One doctor was like, Hey, this ain't fucking heart failure. Like he was murdered, and then his regular doctor was like, No, I've been treating him for an enlarged heart, you stupid woman. It's probably a woman that tried to say he was murdered. And he says, I know more than you. So? He you died I know
2: more than you, he died of the mads.
3: Yep. Using her husband's life insurance payout of eight thousand five hundred, closer to two hundred thousand today, Bell bought a farm with more than forty acres of land near LaPorte, Indiana, and married a fellow widower named Peter Gunnis, who was a butcher, also a Norwegian-born. Not even one week after the wedding, Peter's seven-month-old daughter died of unknown causes while alone in the house with Belle. Oops. Why is she getting killing kids? she also
0: had a life insurance policy on her.
3: I don't know if she did or not. And in December of 1902, Peter died in a freak accident in which a sausage grinder fell from a high shelf and crushed his head while he was reaching for his slippers next to the kitchen stove.
2: So it fell after it got pushed. Is what you're yeah, saying. someone had a stick
3: pushing the meat grinder yeah. off the top shelf. Who puts a meat grinder on the top shelf? I guess she's big enough. She could pick it up, put it down. That's true. I pick things up. I put them down. The circumstances seemed strange enough that the coroner looked into it, but Bell was cleared and was awarded the three thousand insurance payout, partly because her now fourteen-year-old daughter Jenny retracted her earlier statements to a classmate. My mama killed my papa. She hit him with a meat cleaver and he died. Don't tell a soul. <laughs> so she's like, I'm oh, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. That kid's a liar.
0: Those sheep You're are liars. liars. In
3: 1903, Gunnis gave birth to a boy she named Philip, and in 1905, Jenny left for to attend Lutheran College in Los Angeles. She got
2: out, out of Dodge. She
0: <laughs> wasn't able to insure
2: her. Right, right.
3: She lived alone with her surviving children and a revolving cast of farmhands who helped her pitch hay, butcher hogs, and manage a menagerie of chickens, cows, horses, and a single Shetland pony. Now
2: we know you copied this because you used menagerie. Hey,
0: (laughs) she kept the Shetland pony around for for personal (laughs) pleasure.
2: Single Shetland pony.
3: Around 1905 she decided it was time to find love again and began placing classified ads in Scandinavian language newspapers writing calmly widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts dickstric <laughs> <striks. laughs> it was a play on words in the dickstric it was a play dickstick in the districts in Laporte County Indiana desires to make the acquaintances of a gentleman equally well provided with view of adjoining fortunes no replies by letter considered unless sender is willing to follow answer with personal visit. Triflers need not apply. Which isn't my that's, favorite murder quote. That's the best thing. You can buy that, that on apparel.
0: Bad. I have a feeling she sounded She sounded more like a fucking uh, uh, trailer park than I, an aristocrat.
3: I can do trailer.
0: Like for whatever reason, I feel like she'd be saying, All hey, right, there's chugs.
3: She- <laughs> oh God.
0: Drafters need not apply mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Starting to grow some cobwebs up here oh God. Gonna get the Shetland pony to take care of that later
3: <laughs> <laughs> You and the horse According to her mail carrier Mrs. Gunnis sometimes received as many as eight letters a day from suitors Her neighbors watched as men came knocking Boots a knocking Boots a knocking <laughs> Gunnus was extremely private and practical in her search for a new partner and money was always at the top of her priorities. In July of 1907, Gunnus hired Ray Lamphere to be her new farmhand. I don't hand. know
0: why I just don't feel like writing a fucking letter and putting it in the newspaper is very practical.
3: Hey, it worked.
2: I mean, I guess There's it There's no did. internet. Then, I mean, yeah. There's no now, it's called the Lonely Hearts Calm, I
3: think is what it eventually became yeah. called. A thirty seven year old with an unsavory reputation as a drinker, gambler, and all around loafer. He was a competent carpenter, however, and a loyal employee, so she hired some dude. Immediately Gunness gave Ray a room on the second floor of her home, and soon the two began having a strictly sexual relationship.
4: Strictly sexual.
3: I think he was much smaller than her too. So he <laughs> was a is that a crusher? What is it? The fetish to be smushed. Uh. Just to be smushed by a big woman. Uh,
0: I don't. I don't know. I'm looking up a picture of this woman.
2: I think you made it up, honestly. No, flopping
3: or crushing or smushing, something like what? that. It's a thing.
2: What?
3: But Ray was too poor to ever be considered a potential suitor, and he resented the men coming in trying to woo the woman he grew to love. So he's good to sleep with, not good to marry, and that hurt his feelings. Oh. <laughs> He
0: was willing to go down on her.
2: Uh, yon, yon, yon. You
3: get crushed by them thighs. <laughs> Mrs. Gunnis didn't care. While she was sleeping with Ray and auditioning potential suitors, she was busy exchanging deeply personal love letters with forty something South Dakota wheat farmer and fellow Norwegian immigrant named Andrew Helgeline. Over about 16 months, Gunness sent him approximately 80 letters. The long distance romance burned slowly, and Gunnus explained that all of her other suitors had been fucking duds. <laughs> but Helgeline sounded like a true red blooded Norwegian, and she begged him to come to Indiana. Ooh. 80 letters, 16 months. That's a long time of snail mail, you know? Yeah. Andrew's arrival in Laporte in January of 1908 broke Ray Lamphere's heart. Aww. Gunnis kicked him out of his room and told him to sleep in the barn. Andrew and Belle appeared to have fallen in love immediately. Just a few days after meeting, they walked into the First National Bank of Lapore together and attempted to redeem three of his certificates of deposit. They were able to pull out about $2,000, and Andrew disappeared a few days later. <gasps> That's so rude. Then Mrs. Gunnis and Ray got into a fight. Some say it was because she owed him money. Others say it was because he was jealous of her new man. Whatever the reason, Ray was fired and replaced with Joe Maxson. So another handyman. Over the next three months, Ray became an endless source of grief for Belle Gunnis. She wrote multiple letters to local sheriff Albert Schmutzer. (laughs) Schmutzer. I hate these people.
0: You Schmutzer.
3: (laughs) Complaining that Ray... Lanphier, playing the part of a creepy ex-lover, was prowling on her property and peeking through her windows. She even tried to have him declared insane, which failed. If he, had, if it was the other way around and it was a woman, she would have gotten declared insane instantly. Instant. She had then had him arrested and fined for trespassing. So he didn't take it too kindly that he got fired, and he's upset by that. When Andrew Helgeline left for Indiana, he told his brother, Azel, that he would be back home in a week, surely. Andrew never explained why he was leaving, nor did he return as promised. Back in South Dakota, Azel worried endlessly. It wasn't until a stack of letters were found in Andrew's cabin from a Belle Gunnis that he realized his brother had run off to Indiana to bed a rich widow. Azel wrote to Mrs. Gunnis and inquired about his brother. More than two months after Andrew had arrived, the widow wrote back promptly, You wish to know where your brother keeps himself. Gunness wrote, well, this is just what I'd like to know, but it almost seems impossible for me to give a definitive answer. She claimed that Andrew had left for Chicago. In fact, she had received a letter from him sent from the Windy City, telling her not to write back for a while. She speculated he might have gone to Norway. Since then, I have neither heard or seen anything of him. When he asked Gunness to forward the letter his brother had sent from Chicago, the widow remorsefully told him the letter was missing. Oh, darn.
0: Oh, shoot.
3: I got the letter in the morning and read it and laid it in a china closet in the kitchen and went to milk and when I came back the letter was gone. It was gone. She (laughs) could have just said she threw it away. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That Ray Lamphere was here and he'd probably taken it. Hazel remained suspicious of the story and on April 27th she visited her attorney Melvin E. Leliter Melvin E. Leliter and asked to have a will drawn up. She told the lawyer that she had been telling everybody in town, Ray Lamphere was causing her more and more trouble, and she was afraid he was going to do something dangerous. I'm afraid that fool Lamphere is going to kill me and burn my house. There's a little more hillbilly. <laughs> the, la- the lawyer signed the will after the meeting. Belle Gunness went shopping and came home with cakes, a toy train, and two gallons of kerosene. <laughs>
0: What a list.
3: Yeah. The following morning, her house burned down. When the embers finally cooled, firemen sifting through the rubble found evidence that the fire was not accidental. Oh, shit. In the basement, they discovered the four burnt bodies of three children and an adult female. The and wo- a
0: cake. <laughs> and a toy train.
3: The woman's corpse was headless. How do you do that?
2: How do you? How, how did that happen?
3: Ray was arrested almost immediately, and when Azel Heigelin received a news clipping announcing that the house had burned, he rushed to Indiana. Sheriff Schmetzer drove Azel to the Gunness house and told him to see if he could find any clues in the burnt rubble. Like, I don't know where your brother went.
0: Oh, I've got a clue.
3: (laughs) A raging clue. Oh, I've got a
0: raging clue.
3: By then nearly a week had passed since the fire and the skull of Belle Gunnis had yet to be found. All of the, body- <laughs> the All of the bodies had been mangled and charred. Earlier that spring there was a couple of soft depressions in the ground, buried trash, because that's what they did, and they buried their trash. Mrs. Gunnis had explained, and Joe Maxwell was ordered to fill the divots with dirt. Hazel asked the men to dig up the trenches. Uh Oh, Oh no. They didn't have to dig very deep before they penetrated a putrid layer of trash. As they dug further, somebody gasped. <gasps> Poking from the ooze was a sack. Inside were two hands, two feet, and one head. Azel recognized the withering, rotten face. It was his brother. No. When the man looked back up from the gruesome hole, they peered across the pig pen and realized there were dozens of slumped depressions in Belle Gunnis's yard. Oops. Oops, bail. They must have buried themselves. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. (laughs) You cut yourself up and bury yourself. The earth was filled with burlap sacks of torsos and hands, arms hacked from the shoulders down, masses of human bone wrapped in loose flesh that dripped like jelly. Ew. (laughs) On the first day of digging, five bodies were found. On the second, the count totaled nine, then 11. After a while, the police stopped fucking counting. They're like, whatever. The bones had been crushed on the ends, as though they had been struck with hammers after they were dismembered. So, like breaking them into smaller fragments. Quicklime had been scattered over the faces and stuffed into the ears. I don't know what that. I know quicklime. So they lime, couldn't hear anything. Yeah, because you know. cause yeah, don't yeah. want them to hear what's going on. Body after body was found in shallow, trash-covered graves some under the pig pen, others near a lake, a few by the outhouse. Ooh, those were the ones she really didn't like. (laughs) Yeah. Each body was butchered into six parts, the legs chopped at the knees, the arms hacked at the shoulder, and the head decapitated. Most of the remains could not be identified, and the skulls were scarred with giant gashes or showed signs of blunt force trauma, like a meat grinder or a meat cleaver. (laughs) As the police soon pieced together, Bell Gunnis had lived a double life. As a serial killer, although they didn't have that word back then. No, just a week after the newspapers called her a heroic mother, reporters nicknamed Gunness the Indiana Ogress, which is my <laughs> favorite.
0: The Indiana Ogress. I hadn't
3: heard that, or a female Bluebeard. We talked about the Bluebeard, <laughs> which is what an outhouse when you get blue dye up in. Your oh, badge, yeah. and then when the guy goes down on your no. blue badge, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the female, I guess a female could do the same thing. Yep, it's the same. <laughs> no, no. Reporters described her home as a horror farm and a death garden. These details attracted gawkers who came in droves to Laporte. Some estimates say 20,000 people gathered at the farm one weekend to watch body parts yanked from the dirt. See, we've all been fucked up from the beginning. It's not new. They just didn't have the internet. Vendors reportedly sold ice cream, popcorn, cake, and something called Gunna Stew. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot be eating that shit and watching them pull bodies from the ground. Like, you cannot do that. No. Stories poured in about missing men believed to have made their way to Indiana, never to return home again. Again. (gasps) Dun dun dun. But on May 19th, a pair of dental bridges were discovered in the rubble of the Gunness home. What's a dental bridge? You should know. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's not what they call them these days. It's a row of teeth. That's Dentors. not what they
2: call them these days.
3: What do they call it? I don't know.
0: Yeah, they do if you have a, a bridge done.
3: Okay. A little poor dentist identified the bridge as belonging to Belle Gunness. So a dentist can recognize like his handiwork during that time. Mm-hmm. The gold fillings or whatever he it is. He carved his
0: initials into it. Probably.
3: Him. Yep. And authorities quickly claimed that they had secured proof that the headless corpse belonged to the murderous widow. Many people were still kind of skeptical, though, because they had seen the charred corpse believed to be Gunnis, and it was too short and skinny. Closer to 5'3 and 150 pounds. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Gunnis was a big bitch. <laughs>
0: 5'3", hundred and fifty pounds That's like is half. not a small person.
2: I think it's pretty
3: average. Yeah, it'd be like average yeah. probably for the time. But she is over six foot and hundred
0: and fifty mm-hmm. pounds and five three.
3: I weigh more than that.
0: I'm supposed to weigh hundred and eighty pounds and I'm six
3: I'm not two. talking about what is supposed to be or not supposed to be. You think oh, okay. I'm a big person? I weigh more than that. I'm more than not-
0: one well, inch I, taller. You said a skinny
3: bitch. <laughs> they said skinny. I didn't. You said skinny, skinny. compared You're to Belle Gunness. It. Skinny compared to Belle Gunness. Yeah. Okay. That would go with that. Yeah. Too short and skinny. Not just a short, skinny person. <laughs> Rumors swirled that days earlier, Gunness had hired a housekeeper, and that the remains might have belonged to that fat woman instead, because <laughs> she's not skinny. <laughs>
2: fat bitch <laughs> Despite
3: any lingering doubts the police continued to pursue arson and murder charges against Ray Lamphere in May of 1908 There was a solid evidence that Lamphere had been near the Gunnis home the morning of the fire I worked for Mrs Gunnis for a time but I didn't see her kill nobody and I didn't know she'd done killed nobody <laughs> But for whatever reason the jury still believed there was convincing evidence that Ray Lamphere had started the fire his only saving grace was when chemists found traces of strychnine, a.k.a. rat poisoning, in the bodies of the burnt children. So obviously <sighs> they're saying he didn't poison them. And dying by strychnine is not a fun way to die. It's not like you just fall asleep and don't wake back up. I think it like fucks with all your muscles. Uh-huh. So it's like contorting and tremors. Tremors? And the children,
2: great. Great. Yep. Yeah.
5: The skeletons were in somewhat of a fetal position, somewhat clenched.
6: The fire's heat might explain it.
5: And then the argument became whether or not it may have been strychnine that caused the bodies to clench and get into the fetal position.
6: Criminal profiler Candace DeLong, with 20 years experience, recognizes Bell's business plan.
1: They don't have to get close to the victim. They just have to get close to their food. And strychnine is something that one would expect to see on a farm.
6: Strychnine was commonly used as rat poison.
7: Strychnine is a phenomenal compound. It comes from the seed of a tree in India.
6: Forensic pathologist Dr. Janice Amatuzio, based in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, knows strychnine's inevitable result
7: it antagonizes or stops the inhibitory reflex so that all of the reflexes of of the stronger muscles, the flexor muscles, are, are exaggerated. What an individual who takes strychnine will feel is initially perhaps a sense of anxiety or nervousness. Then they'll notice muscle twitches and muscle spasms. And then they actually get into a, a almost a seizure-like s- state where they have convulsions. These contractions are painful. The victim is conscious throughout this whole process, and probably terrified.
1: It would take two types of people to be able to watch that. A sadist would probably enjoy it, or a cold-hearted individual for whom killing was no big deal.
3: The evidence that helped acquit Ray of any charges of murder, but it failed to protect him from the charge of arson, a crime that carried up to 20-year prison sentence. After just one year in prison, Ray died of tuberculosis. Oh, well. TB. <laughs> There's a... Do we get vaccinated for TB? Mm. I don't know. Or just one of those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because remember, you had to be vaccinated for it. Was it to work at the hospital yeah, or at prison. Prison. that prison? Yeah, Okay, so I remember. See, I do remember something from back then.
3: Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. noise Because it's not, it's. Something. You have to
0: get vaccinated for TB when you're in school, at least you used to. Yeah. So I remember. It's like close quarters. shot and it didn't feel that great.
2: Right. I think that one does hurt. I feel like they did a shot though, and then I had to come back and she
3: had to look at the shot. Yeah. Like a test. So I don't know if it was a vaccine or a test to see if you have it. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Before his death, he confessed to a pastor. Ray revealed Gunness's crimes and swore that she was still alive, that he had not murdered anyone, but they had helped Gunness bury many of her victims. When a victim arrived, she made him comfortable, charming him and cooking a large meal. This apparently is how she lured a lot of men in, is I have your home favorite Norwegian meals. Like, they're homesick for Norwegian yeah. food, and she's like, oh, I can cook that for you. And she's like, okay, you big well, bitch, yeah, I'll be right there. You big, but I- I'm down for a home-cooked meal. I'll
2: just look past your thunderous thighs. <laughs> she's probably thick, though. Yuck. I feel like she wasn't, like, a fatty. I oh, don't know. She was just gigantic. She was huge. It scared the shit out of me.
0: Especially because she was six foot.
2: Yeah.
3: She then drugged his coffee, and when the man was in a stupor, she split his head with a meat chopper. Ah. Sometimes she would simply wait for the suitor to go to bed and then enter the bedroom by candlelight and chloroform her sleeping victim. So this was just to murder them, not to get any monies. This was money. So a lot of times I think they would come and she would lay on the charm thick and the good food and be like, don't we love each other so much? We should go to the bank. And take out the money I asked you to transfer in your letter. Like bring all your valuables with you. Don't tell anyone you're coming. Um, travel with your cash sewed into your underwear lining. So no one steals it from you. And Or transfer all your money here so we can take it out. So we can start a new life. Because you have to prove to me. I think some suitors had to come with at least $1,000 mm-hmm. as like an application fee. So if nothing else, you would get a grand out of them. And then otherwise, though, it was like, well, we're getting married. So you got to show me how much is in your account. And if you have any student loan debt, because <laughs> that, that shit's contagious. A powerful woman, which is a nice way to put it, Gunness would then carry the bodies to the basement, place it on a table and dissect it. She then bundled the remains and buried those in a hog pen in the grounds about the house. Belle had become an expert at dissection thanks to instructions she had received from her second husband, the butcher, Peter Gunness. To save time, she sometimes poisoned her victim's coffee with strychnine. She also varied her disposal method, sometimes dumping the corpses into the hog-scalding vat. Ugh. I was. Ugh.
0: I don't know why she just didn't get a bunch of pigs and feed it to them. We're getting there. Hold on. Well, I know, but she should have just done that all along.
3: I don't know <laughs> if the pigs get overfed. They get too fat. or they're not hungry. They <laughs> don't want How that anymore. How often she
0: fucking kill somebody? I think I mean, a you lot. would think if she had a ton of hogs, they'd be able to eat a whole person in a day. I don't, I don't,
3: know, don't know what know. a hog-scalding vat is. And covering them. Look it up on uh, no. Urban Dictionary.
2: You look it up. What? Hog scold, scalding. She was huge, huh?
0: <laughs> That's a huge
2: bitch. Hog scalding. Hog scalding at home. A video. No! <laughs> Upcoming pick butchering, poor scald or dip scald. What
0: You're the dip fuck? Dip scald.
2: Okay, one. Drape a terry cloth. On the pig. And then pour the hot water.
3: Is it dead or alive? I
2: don't know. Hold <laughs> on. I'm learning. This is my fourth year raising hogs, but first planning on processing my own... St- oh, I just tell me what it is!
3: Everyone has to do their own blog. If you don't have a podcast, you have a blog.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: Vat. It's a hog scalding vat.
2: Oh, what is a hog scalding vat? It's a conventional process of hair removal mm. from slaughtered hogs. Uses hot water for scalding and a gas flame for singeing. The traditional hog scalding method is bat scalding.
3: Okay,
0: that does. I I don't think you could get rid of a body that way. Though.
3: No, but I think no. she she like did that and then covered the remains with quicklime. So like I think she's reducing it down because bodies, you know, are big.
0: Myra, you mean? Hmm. My remains. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Ray even stated that if Belle was overly tired after murdering one of her victims, she merely chopped up the remains and in the middle of the night, stepped into her hog pen and fed the remains to the pigs. That's
0: what my dad always says.
2: Well, that's a dead pig for sure. Okay, they put the big dead pig in water. And then they're moving it around with the stick. Ew. makes me feel better that it's already dead, though. It's not like they killed it in the water. Okay, they pulled it out. Oh, God. Ah! Uh, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Make it stop, but I'm not even watching it. They're just, like, mixing it around in the hot water. And then on the other side of the wall, they're, like, cutting it open and shit.
3: No, it's enough. You turn that shit off.
2: Well, I learned something today
3: Oh, good for you
2: The top ten most brutal methods of (gasps) execution in history I gotta watch that one later You gotta watch that later (laughs) I think there
1: was a lot more motivating Belle than simply money And I think that's exhibited in the method of death that she chose A painful poisoning Then, chopping up their bodies and throwing the body parts into a pig trough shows utter contentment for men. I would say it was men in general she had
8: problems with. Maybe I hated men because the father abandoned her, uh, as the rumor says.
3: Ray had helped her, he admitted but she had not left by the road where he waited for her after the fire had been set. She ended up cutting across an open field and then disappearing into the woods. Some accounts suggest that Ray admitted that he took her to Stillwell, a town about nine miles from Laporte, and saw her off on a train to Chicago.
2: See you. Choo-choo.
3: Yeah. Oh, and her stepdaughter didn't go to college. She was found in the yard. <gasps> Mm-hmm. That's so rude. Bummer. Well, she knew too much. Remember, she was like, My mama killed my daddy with the meat cleaver. That's rude as fuck. Yep. It uh, pisses me off. I think only one kid survived Belle Gunnis, and her name was like Swansonson, Swanelina or something.
0: <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> what? Dumb and Dumber. Ah, okay. ah, yeah. Swan, 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 Swan. Sans,
3: yeah. Swan. Yeah. Because it was her uncle came and got her. Ray said that Gunnis was a rich woman, that she had murdered forty two men by his count, perhaps more, and she had allegedly accumulated more than two hundred and fifty thousand through her murder schemes.
2: Which would have been like a million back then, right? Two
3: hundred and fifty thousand then, and in two thousand eight it would have been like six point three million, I didn't Holy do the math. shit. For now I don't know how much it would be. Banks later admitted that she had indeed withdrawn most of her funds shortly before the fire. So she took out her money because she wants to make sure no one gets her money after she dies? What? Or maybe she took it with her when she goes.
0: Just like the Egyptians. Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: You bury me
2: with my money. No one else can have it.
6: But there was one more mystery did the serial killer perish. The whole trial centered around
5: whether or not, in fact, it was the body of Bell Gunness that they found in the remains of the fire, or whether, in fact, it may have been some other third party
6: we know not who. In this courtroom in 1908, jurors heard how the headless body seemed too small for Bell's large frame. One theory was the fire had shrunk the body, well, you know, they tried to
1: say that just like a roast, this body cooked up and just got skinny then, you know, the skinnier than Belle was. But the children were still the same size. And their heads are
6: all down there.
3: Bell Gunnis was for several decades allegedly sighted in cities and towns throughout the United States. Friends, acquaintances, and amateur detectives spotted her on the streets of Chicago, San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, well, she's easily spotable.
3: I know, so people are always like, I see her, that's her, but I don't know if it ever really was her. And just, people always said they saw Whoa, her. Well, maybe
2: they just saw a big-ass woman and just mm-hmm, assumed no it was It's Belle Get her. In 1931.
0: It's either Belle Ganis or Charles Barkley walking around wearing <laughs> a dress and a wig. We're not sure.
3: One of the two. <laughs> In 1931, a woman known as Esther Carlson was arrested in Los Angeles for poisoning poisoning August Lindstrom for money. Two women who had known Gunness claimed to recognize her from the photographs, but the identification was never proved. Esther Carlson died while awaiting trial. So could it have been her? Maybe. Maybe not.
2: How long ago? How long after was that? In
3: 1931.
2: How long after the fire?
3: I don't remember. 1908.
2: That was where the fire was? Mm-hmm. Okay, she made her money last a while. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: I don't know how old she was.
2: So they don't know if when she died, basically, for well, sure. Well,
3: everyone says it was her, the headless body, that they think that Ray took her, killed everyone, like smothered the kids, or but that he still beheaded Belle and set the fire and took the head with him.
6: She's clever. feign her death. There could well have been more victims.
1: It is unlikely that her murderous behavior would stop. Being a fairly young woman at the time, less than 50, she was into it. So I'm guessing she simply relocated and resumed her activities elsewhere.
3: And no one knows. He wouldn't tell anyone where he put it. So that's what they're saying. And he's like, "No, like that's not how it happened. Like that's that girl that she hired. That's half her size. You can't tell. I can tell. I've been up in there. I can tell that woman is half the bell size. <laughs> I, I've been underneath that woman.
0: He preferred making love to a woman that, w- when he went in, made a suction cup sound. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, my. Oh, God. It's plopping. Look up, like, women crushing men. No! (laughs) You look look it up. up.
2: (laughs) You look it up.
3: (laughs) It's going to bother me that I don't know the technical term for it. If it's smushing. (laughs) Smushing. And I talked too fast. This episode didn't take very long. I had, like, eight pages. I I think you
2: talked a good amount of time. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. But I talked
2: real quick. we only been—I don't think it was too fast. Forty-five minutes. Well, you didn't let us talk in the beginning. It's like
3: a narrative. It was just busting it out everywhere, like her big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> she had farm-made titties too. Farm-made
2: titties. I, I think
0: it's just called a crush fetish.
3: Crush fetish.
2: Okay. Do you think people say that about me?
3: <laughs> no, these women are fucking huge.
2: <laughs> but they're soft. She has farm-made titties.
3: Farm-made titties. They're they're you. They like do they swing low? You know, she's out milking
2: cows. Farm maid. Does she feed the cows too with them?
3: (laughs) You never know me. And I don't know what people on farms do.
2: (laughs) She's real ugly. I don't understand why she had so many suitors.
3: I don't know. I I think it had to do with the food. You know, men like it when you cook for them. Can't relate. (laughs) She would say, I can cook for you your favorite Norwegian meal. Which I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. It's plopping, smushing, crushing. Big old women. Hang on. Smooshing smaller dudes. I'm not trying to judge your kink. If that's your thing, that's your thing. That's your thing, that's your thing. But I don't think it would have been Gunnis because she was built like sturdy,
2: not soft
3: and smirshy.
2: <laughs> smirshy. She wasn't smushy, is what you're saying.
3: Yeah. She. So it wouldn't have been as comfortable to be smirshed by her. Probably just would have broke the bed.
2: <laughs> oh, would so scared, i scared. I don't know. And I didn't understand. And that we're... One. You know what's really shitty is that she she killed her kids. We never are going to know they were going to grow up to also be giants.
3: I know. No science. Now she had a sister that was here too.
2: Yeah, I just passed a picture of her.
3: Then her sister stayed in Chicago. But what I don't what I don't understand is how she didn't get in trouble like socially for having men in her house.
2: Maybe she just didn't have any lady friends.
3: Yeah. Well, like to be yeah, that, that or was st- her problem. or stigma to be like she had Ray like living in her house.
2: They weren't married,
3: bumping uglies. Yeah, and no one even. But I guess because she was already a widow, it didn't matter. It wasn't like a young virgin or woman with men in her house. They didn't give a fuck. So that's what I was like. Me, ma- I thought there'd be like gossip, but I think she introduced some of the men as her cousin. This isn't my cousin. We're real close.
2: <laughs> They're trying to get a law passed.
3: Yeah, Daniel was saying that. Yeah, first co- first cousins so they can get married.
2: They've been in love since they were ten. I read the article. <laughs> That's painful. <laughs> there are other people out there. Six. How many billions of people are in the world? Five.
3: Five. <laughs> uh,
0: there are some states that allow it after a certain age.
3: What was it like forty? Because then they can't 50.
0: reproduce. Fifty. 60. Oh. 60. I think
3: it's sixty-five. <laughs> Tell them to wait until they're sixty-five. If it's true love. Both of them will have not died and still want to be married. There you go. Just don't go to a farm.
2: They want to make their love known. They want (laughs) to make their cousin love known. They can just get on Facebook and talk about it so everyone can see it. If that was what they want, they want to make their cousin love known to the world. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) So bad. Belle Gunness probably would have blanked her cousin if that meant money, money, money.
0: From the looks of that family, it couldn't have hurt anything.
2: Right, exactly, exactly.
3: On November 5th,
2: 2007.
3: It's a dub day. Hey, hey, I like that day. With permission of descendants of Belle's sister, the headless body was exhumed from Gunnis's grave in Forest Home Cemetery, which I think was in Chicago, but I'm not sure, by a team of forensic anthropologists and graduate students from the University of Indianapolis where I pretended to go to school to for a year. And I have the debt to prove it in an effort to learn her true identity. So I think they did this with H.H. H. Holmes too. Remember we were talking about that? They mm-hmm. dug him up mm-hmm. and with him, they had like a layer of cement under a false coffin and had to keep going to get yeah. to him. It was initially hoped that a sealed envelope flap on a letter found at a victim's farm could contain enough DNA to compare to the that body of, with no head. Unfortunately, there was not enough DNA. Dinner. 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 Don't tell me what I know, Travis. So efforts continue to find a reliable source for comparison purposes.
2: I'd feel like they'd be shit out of luck by now. Bell Gunness? a yeah. fung A fungus
3: among us? hmm
0: A fungus among us.
2: Do you learn anything else about
3: crushing?
0: You don't want to know. Okay,
3: good. But I feel like Bell could compete in that. But I I don't know if you're Norwegian, if you're just built a little sturdier. I don't know. Bigger. But especially for back then, she was definitely really fucking tall.
2: Yeah, people were not as big back then. Mm -mm. And we have the houses to prove it.
3: I know. Our shower head man has to have that extender on the top. Because where the regular outlet, shower outlet, head is, is too short. It hits you right in the face. Really? Yeah, you have to switch it to the arm so it comes out on top of your head.
2: I'm sure I would be fine. But (laughs) my house is like, it's got some smaller features. Like the cabinets. You can't fit a cereal box up there. What? Yeah. Because they're too small.
3: Not tall. No yeah. Shelves. Don't keep your meat grinder on your top shelf. I don't even have one. You, everyone needs a meat grinder. What no, do you we call- don't. I feel like that's a sexual term now, too. Look at meat grinder. No. Look it up. For someone on Urban
2: Dictionary, look at meat grinder. No. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I have weird search history now. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. You do, you do. It went
2: hog scalding Dairy Queen. What is hog scalding? <laughs> Bell Gunness.
3: <laughs> well, my Instagram was advertising Panera after the other guy that pushed his wife off the cliff. And went then would go to Panera. <laughs> yeah.
0: A meat grinder. A blowjob given by a girl with braces.
2: Ah! No! Ouch! Yeah, she's not doing it right if there's gonna be an issue. Like,
3: don't. It's not worth it. What? Come back with penis chunks in your teeth. It's oh, not worth god. it. Oh god.
2: Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god.
3: Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Oh I don't have braces. It's not a problem.
0: It's really more getting a pube caught in there. Ah. That's the
3: problem. Ah! <laughs> oh
2: my gosh Ooh, Make it stop new. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I
3: got anything else. I thought it would take me longer, but I guess I was going through a narrative. You have to set the tone.
2: Farm life in Laporte. I've never been there. There's no reason to go, I'm sure.
3: Nope, sorry folks. No reason. Well, I, they have a museum and stuff now, like a Belgunus museum mm-hmm. or natural history something. Something like that. They all is all about this, descendants and people and they might have her teeth. Her, wh- I mean, I think she really did pull out her own teeth. A bridge. Ah, don't yeah. you
2: ever say that She
3: pulled me. them out. She pulled out her bridge of teeth and threw it down on the ground because I took that bitch's head, but I'll leave my teeth so people think it's me. Right?
0: That could be lyrics to an Eminem song.
2: <laughs> what the fuck? I like it, man. What is happening? Hold on. What is happening?
0: Has anyone watched the Michael Jackson documentary? Not
3: yet. No. I bet it'll put... You in a Debbie Downer of a mood.
2: Yeah. We could talk about him. I don't think he killed anyone, though. He was just born in Gary. Mm
0: -hmm. Technically, how you look at it, he was murdered, kind of.
3: By a doctor?
0: By a doctor. doctor.
2: So, yeah. Get that one together, ma'am. I could. I guess I could do that. Mm -hmm.
3: That's a good idea. Lepore is French for the door. Duh.
2: Don't talk to me like that.
3: Their motto is live and love in Lepore. Through the French door. Live and, live
2: we'll and love, love yeah. through
3: La well, tea. Big old bitches.
2: Tig old biddies. Tig
3: old biddies. She's been done a million times, six ways to Sunday. Belle has been done. Yeah, she has. <laughs> but we needed to do her too.
0: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I need to do her.
3: Smusher. Smusher. Smush. Snooki no, wants it's not. <laughs> You're weird.
0: You can say weird, but she'd like it.
3: No, <laughs> Snooki wants mushmush. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, they did have the well. smush room. The what? The smush room? What's the smush room? That's where they would have sex. Oh, Okay, that's on why they did that. Shore. I get it. Come on, you guys never watched the Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. We got the pippies, the chicken cutlets. Where he had the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Gym tan laundry. Gym
0: That's tan like laundry. The, when the uh, Super Bowl was in New York, everyone from Jersey was pissed off because the Super Bowl is actually in New Jersey because the, the uh, giant stadiums in East Rutherford, which is actually Jersey, not New York.
3: Right. All right.
0: And Colin Cowherd, who's now on Fox Sports Radio. Well, he also does a television show. But anyways, he was talking about it's it's New York. People will be in Manhattan. No one's gonna be down on the Jersey Shore hanging out with Snooky. <laughs>
2: Ain't nobody right
0: before the Super Bowl.
2: Right before. <laughs> I love watching the Jersey Shore. I just remember when she got cold cocked right in the face at a bar,
3: <laughs> knocked the
2: fuck out. No, well, they shouldn't have done that. No, it was, no, a it was bad. Yeah. he got in trouble. So there you go. Ron, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh the bachelor's coming up we gotta find out what happens why did colton jump the fence fence. oh wait that one's already out i guess he did jump but what happened after he jumped the fence i don't know man i don't see how this can go anywhere good for him nope so we'll see i'm gonna tell you that one girl's tits though i took a picture of it it's like you've never seen boobs before it was just the fact that it startled
3: me is what it was (laughs) It startled me, didn't it? You've and been they, scared they by a pig. Big. They were just they were zoomed in on our TV.
0: Danielle yelled. Ever... Danielle yelled. Look at them titties.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? Huh? Titties? What? <laughs> big old milkmaid titty. <laughs> About that
0: what? point, I put my phone down.
2: <laughs> it was just so funny. They startled me. Okay, you never, you've never been scared by a, a pair of titties. No, not no, but now I have. And me and dad watched the video and we we're like, hmm. You guys weren't. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> or maybe it was late at night and I was tired and the
3: titties were funnier than... <laughs> maybe partly because she was so was serious funny. too. Like her tits maybe were not serious. It wasn't one of those you had to be My there. My brother moment. thought it was funny. Okay, see? <laughs> like she was a serious person, but her tits were not, you could tell. Like they weren't down with her like serious down to business vibe. They were more of fun type boobs. So... I think I'm done with this conversation, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. um I listened to serial killer podcast. I listened to my favorite murder again, the episode where they were here, and so yeah, those are two other places. The serial killer podcast is norwegianly based, so they covered her in three parts, which so if you're interested in hearing it more done professionally, they do that.
2: they do do that mm-hmm. he does that. In a Norwegian accent. Cool. Mm -hmm. He'll probably pronounce the
3: names right. Listen, it's hard to be me. (laughs) On a daily basis, it is difficult.
2: (laughs) Bitcha. Thighs. Thunder thighs. Thunder thighs. I feel like she was just thick. Thick. She was slim thick with the cute ass. There you go. That's what
3: it was. All right. You tell them where to find us.
2: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Podbean Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, you
3: say that shit in your sleep yeah. to yourself
2: to go to lull yourself to sleep. Yeah. I think I said them all. Eh, it doesn't matter.
3: People know where we're at. If you don't know where we're at,
2: get up with it. Get with it. Car-
3: get with it. What
2: was it? Cargle us. Cargle What? <laughs> <laughs>
3: You're like, what? Uh,
2: what did I say it wrong? I know what I said.
1: <laughs>
3: Yeah, but does anyone else know what you said?
0: You know what I said. Mm-mm.
3: I say what I said, Sid. And for honest-to-goodness...
0: Stay out of the corn.
3: <laughs> Stay, Stay out, out of the, of the
4: corn. corn is
2: Night oh, Corn tired. I night-night.
4: Belle Gunness was a ferocious and formidable woman. Described as money-hungry, she would use lonely heart ads to lure rich, unsuspecting bachelors to her Indiana hog farm. <laughs> There, she would poison their food, pack off their body parts, and bury their remains throughout her estate.
5: Our paranormal investigation will take us to Laporte, Indiana, where we'll retrace Belle's murderous reign of terror. But what will this monster have to say from beyond the grave? Will she reveal the truth behind her savage murders, or will she be as elusive in death as she was in life? We aim to find out.
4: In our attempt to communicate with the spirit of this gruesome, money-thirsty serial killer, this paranormal investigation will take us to the small, sleepy town of Laporte, Indiana, the hometown to Belle Gunness's sprawling hog farm, slaughterhouse, and the scene of up to 40 gruesome murders, including those of her children. And finally, we hold a seance at the very farm site that Gunness brutally murdered, cut up, and buried her victims. But in attempting to make contact with her evil spirit, which Belle Gunness would we find? The family-loving, hard-working hog farmer, or the relentless, money-hungry black widow? We hope to find out as we attempt to communicate with this cunning killer in her afterlife everything we have learned about this secretive and vicious murderer. Bobby is now sure the only way we're going to find the spirit of Belle is by investigating the very farm where she brutally hacked apart the lives of up to 40 men, women and children.
1: Suspicions quickly arose that all was not as it should be on the Gunners farm.
4: So this is it, all this land around here made up a large part of Belle Gunnis' estate. And in fact, where this house is right here was where her barn stood. Now what's significant about the barn, rather gruesomely, is that that's where she disposed of and cut up the bodies. Do you want to go and take a look around?
5: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Bodies buried here. And I'm not so sure that I'm not being drawn to this area because this might be the area that they're drawn to.
6: Okay.
5: Everything is just about where it's at. The house where she originally stayed at where the fire took place, I think is this way a little bit more. I can see image of her She was hefty, she um, some of these men were smaller than her, mousy type of men, you know what I mean, when I, just not very strong, a little weak-natured, very passive, she was very strong, I could see her killing in the house and then taking them over to the shed to hack up and butcher, this was a slaughterhouse.
4: We were now closer to the spirit of Belle Gunness than we'd been so far on this paranormal investigation. Bobby was we sure that this was the right location to finally have a conversation with this infamous serial killer. We had invited the Indiana ghost trackers to the seance, and as night fell over the farm, we were ready to begin.
8: We would like to welcome Belle Gunnis to join us if any of you could show us a sign of your presence we have wind chimes behind us if you could move one of the chimes for us let us know that you're here
5: there's a man standing just about 30 or 40 feet that way
8: thank you for joining us, what's your name? what's your connection here? Are you the sheriff? Another one behind me.
5: That's Belle.
8: Belle, if you're here, can you give us a sign of your presence?
5: She's, she's kind of just skirting around the table. How did it feel to murder your children, Belle? take the lives she, of oh those man. This poor little innocent. She just said, I gave them to God.
8: How could you stomach what you did to them?
5: You know, this is not God's will. You know that, as well as we all do. To you take those poor little innocent souls and to murder them in cold blood. How could you? You're getting her riled well up. I just got a feeling like she could take you on. Well, show me, Bill.
8: You're a bigger woman than I am.
5: She's standing right on your right side now, Mike. She's also tracing on your shoulder where she would hack and cut off. It was high up on the shoulder. And she's just tracing with her finger. Is it true that you fed a lot of you victims to the hogs? Yes.
8: Bell poisoning people was sort of a coward's way to off them, don't you think?
5: She doesn't like you. <laughs> she just stared daggers. Her eyes just turned a different color. They, were, they went darker when she looked at you.
8: Why, Belle?
5: You pose a threat. I can feel her presence there, and I'm not a psychic. I'm not you know what I mean but I can feel her standing there and touch one of us or make some kind of a a noise or a sound (laughs) or extinguish one of the lamps
8: Belle you could move my compass she's
5: just staring you down
8: so you're too weak to move it Belle
5: she just called you a bitch She just she looked away in disgust and just said, Bitch.
8: (laughs) I'm still waiting for you to give us a sign of your presence.
5: I don't have to tell her anything.
8: Can you do something here? So we're starting to wonder really how powerful you were. Those chimes should be easy enough to move. The torches should be easy enough to put out.
4: The so wind chimes are actually moving, they're just not making any noise. Were they moving like that before?
8: I didn't know. Not when we sat down.
4: I feel like we really need to get some more answers from Belle. I think to be very convincing, there are some answers to questions that are quite necessary. Well, how many folks are out here?
8: More than 40?
5: There's enough to have my own uh, chorus. Can't get what she's saying. And then the number I see after that is 35. Mm-hmm. But that was what I was getting, as well. Who's that woman, Bell? Who's the woman that uh, you cut the head off of to, you know, make it look like you? The girl had come out to the farm quite by accident. It was very fortunate that she came along when she did.
8: You know, we found her head in the privy pit.
5: find it, is it in the swamp, she turned and looked at you when you said that, like her head snapped at you, that makes her nervous, Uh, that was my secret,
4: are you afraid now Belle? Have we just had a conversation with this serial killer? If so, has Bobby uncovered a secret that could finally expose Belle and prove for certain that she didn't die in the fire? Has a conversation with this serial killer just revealed startling new evidence in a hundred-year-old murder mystery?